Hey guys, welcome to the Hey DJ Show. I'm your host, DJ Jimenez. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe for more content. Uh, you could also get this podcast on the go on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. And do consider following me on every social media platform. With all that boring stuff out of the way, I'm happy to introduce my next guest, uh, Michael Denise Sr. Uh, Mr. Denise, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. All doing right. Good. Well, hey, uh, like I said before, thank you so much for doing this. Well, thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, like I was mentioning before, I had this idea where uh, I want to interview uh, multiple dads, just like I did last month with mothers. Uh interviewing a first-time dad, dad with multiple kids, and a grandfather. And now you are a new grandfather. Is that mm-hmm. correct? I am. Yeah. I sure am. And, and, and you're a father. Obviously, you have to be. <laughs> so uh, my first question is going to be just really generic. Uh, what's it like being a father slash grandfather? Oh, you know, uh, being a father has been real rewarding um, ever since our son was born. Um you know, a lot of challenges and everything, but uh, still, it's it's been kind of effortless yeah. to raise a child. Once you decide to do it and you get your ducks in a row, it's uh, it's easy to do. But it's a joy to have a child, to watch them grow. Yeah. And uh, as far as a grandchild goes, that's even more of a joy because you don't have to take care of them. <laughs> but, you know, but um, yeah, we, we keep our grandchild. He's got a daughter. And we keep her sometimes on weekends just for uh, to watch her. And it's just a joy to watch them grow because that's a part that I kind of missed when my son was growing up because I was working so much. And uh, I wasn't there to watch his little brain evolve and, you know, his motor skills and things like that, learning to walk and, and everything. I mean, I'd catch a little bit of it, but not like I'm noticing Yeah, but you were a busy guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Uh, but, you know, being a father is just feeling like I've actually accomplished something to pass pass on what I am, if nothing else. I, you know, haven't written the great American novel or anything like that, so I won't be famous for that or yeah. painted a great masterpiece. But I've got my son, my son and my grandchild, and uh, yeah, it's a good thing, man. Dude, that's awesome. And, and I know your son, and, you know, and... I've, I've grew up with them and yeah you've been like a second father to me so cool uh yeah no and and one question i've I, like i had if it's too personal you don't have to answer it is uh you only had one son is there a reason why you guys stopped at one child you know actually that was a uh conscious thing we, oh really we decided that uh, we had had junior we had him a little late in life because we didn't get married until we were in our thirties. And, uh, so Tammy and I just looked at each other one day and came to realization that, uh, okay, we're done, (laughs) you know, because we did discuss it, but we couldn't see the point of, you know, having child after child after child. Yeah. Um, I got my grandmother, you know, they were Italian immigrants and, um, Big she family had 16, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. 16 kids. I mean, grandma, I don't think she ever got off her back. So, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and that's just insane. Back then you could do it, I guess. Yeah. But uh, nowadays, no, you can't. Yeah. And we thought, well, we're going to raise him. We want to get that out of the way first to make sure we know what we're doing and raise him uh, pretty well and take care of him and uh, with no distractions. Yeah. So that's what we did. And uh, No, and and you know, obviously if he was here I still rip on him, but because he's not here I'm going to compliment him is you 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 raised a great kid. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. Right. And obviously he's one of my best friends. I consider him my brother. So, yeah, um but no, you did uh uh obviously not just saying that you you really did do a good job and hanging out and uh growing up with him. I could tell that uh, you know, that you were a great father because I can't tell you how many times uh, whenever he would come over to my place, uh, he would say, oh, my dad taught me this new thing or, uh, oh, my dad knew this. And I know this because my dad told me about it. So you knew a lot. And I think that's really cool that uh, 
you're you're literally that uh, a textbook definition of a father how you've learned and now the greatest gift is being able to pass it down exactly yeah i think so i mean um our our family goes back my mother was a teacher her mother was a teacher i taught for a while and um oh did you really yeah oh wow University. learning new things now yeah. <laughs> but um and because of that we we feel we've got to impart this knowledge at least i did yeah to my son and teach him everything i could um simple survival you know um Tell him, show him not to stick his finger in the fan so he didn't cut it off. <laughs> He's still going to do it anyway. Things like that, you know. Yeah. Little, um, how not to walk backwards when you're in the woods and somebody's chasing you or something. Or in a haunted house or something. But, yeah. uh, just simple stuff like that. And uh, because society, our society, is tough. Mm -hmm. And um, you have to learn a whole new different bunch of social skills to survive in it and it's even more so nowadays yeah we were raising him so uh it's very important but i think that's the, the biggest role of being a father is to provide that besides when they're little just taking care of their biological needs yeah but uh is teaching them what you can and if you have traditions um you know you come from a, a rather heavy ethnic background mm -hmm. to where I'm sure you've got many traditions and things in the family. Oh, yeah. What we did too is, is Italians um, that we incorporate into his life. He doesn't have to do them, but, you know. It's, but it's like it's, a good foundation. Exactly. Something yeah, to start it is, with. It is. And uh, to know that he'll carry on that tradition, if nothing else. Yeah. So, um, so that actually leads me to a, a good segue uh, to this other future question is um I, I wrote it kind of being silly but at the same time i do think there's some weight to it is that is there any technology out there that maybe you're at like walmart or something and you're like man that would have been nice back in my day while raising junior or something like or is like old school honestly some of the best things well i think you got a point there most of the technology in my opinion is uh more detrimental than helpful um i give you a few examples now there are some some good things out there yeah uh baby monitors okay mm -hmm. that you can watch the child if you're doing something remotely somewhere else in the house uh i think one of the greatest inventions they ever came up with was the child leash you know <laughs> that little thing and i'll tell you why because when uh, Junior was just a toddler, mm -hmm. and we took him to the mall. We were living in Columbus, Georgia at the time. And we took him to the mall, and it was two seconds. We were talking with some people we knew. It was two, three seconds, and both of us took our eyes off him. Mm -hmm. And we turned around, he was gone. Oh, no. And, boy, you talk about panic. I mean, it took it just grabbed us. And we were frantic. We thought, oh, my God, somebody snatched him. Yeah. Um, well, he was hiding in the rack of the gymboree over there behind <laughs> the clothes, laughing at us at the time. But after that, we got him one of those little leashes because he said, well, that's not going to happen again. Yeah. Now, we got some looks from people yeah. because you put that thing on them and, you know. I mean, I'll admit, yeah, there's some jokes about it. You yeah. start getting this. It was about that time that you started seeing this crazy uh, revolution in in our social structure yeah. that, uh, that said no you don't treat children that way like dogs or whatever no you you keep them safe mm -hmm. and that little thing kept them safe because yeah. it kept him from running away or somebody snatching him but as far as today um i don't know they're just uh and, and this applies more to older children really but social media mm platforms uh tools things like that uh distractions cell phones while they're driving oh things God, that yeah. are just dangerous for adults yeah. much less for for kids um yeah i think that kind of technology i'm glad it wasn't around back then i mean man when we were when we were growing up my brothers and i in the this was in the 60s uh we had toy guns and we went out in the cornfield behind our house and played army. Mm -hmm. And we played out there in that cornfield running around and chasing each other until we were 
worn out and mm-hmm. we would collapse inside the house. And nowadays you see them burying themselves for hours in front of a computer screen or one thing yeah. or another, you know, playing games and the like. And so I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know the studies have been done on that, but it doesn't seem too healthy for me, no. I, you know, to me. Um, like I, I saw something talking about like, it's, it's almost a trade off, but you have to ask yourself as an individual, like what's, if it's worth it, uh, how adults now, like how most jobs are, integrating with uh, technology uh, and some adults are like slow to pick it up but now child kids young are you know they know how to operate an ipad like with efficiency at like six years old so somebody's talking about like oh it's it's a trade-off but i'm still to your point uh because I, i was a 90s kid and i i feel like that was like one of the last points where we still got to enjoy the outside world, still had exactly. a childhood, and then technology boomed, and 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 rapidly too. So I can still remember what it was like to you know go outside and play kickball and sure. and run around, and then have your mom and dad say, "All right, the streets lights are on. You need to come home." Or learning to use a map and a compass to find your way around. Yeah. Nowadays, if you don't have a GPS, you're lost. Yeah. So your batteries go dead. You're stuck without your GPS. I mean, um, and it doesn't take a genius to learn how to look at constellations and figure out where you are, some part of the world. Um, so I think in, in that respect, technology has dumbed us down and mm-hmm. made us too reliant on and I think that's a shame because as human beings, um, I really think it kind of puts us in peril. And uh, I'd prefer that my child rely on, on the more basic methods. Yeah. But, you know, that's up to him and what he teaches. So. No, and, you know, I think that's good. I think it's good, uh, uh, especially for, you know, younger parents or somebody who's about to become a parent to know that. Yeah, there are these, you know, fancy gadgets and stuff, besides the baby monitor uh, mm-hmm. that you mentioned, uh, that really nothing beats old school, like, to, you know, you can't replace, you know, caring for a child with some technology, but, yeah. Like, I saw this one uh, fancy crib, uh, like, just really randomly how, like, oh, like, it, you could put download music into it like soothing music you're kidding really no it's 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 a real thing and like how now they're trying to make cribs high tech and i'm like does it need to be like it's 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 a crib like i'm pretty sure the baby's like oh you got this cheap old wooden crib like i need the latest technology the i crib yeah (laughs) it is crazy it is um and i don't know uh I don't know. I just don't know the answer to it, why people feel they need to go there. That that everything needs to be so goof proof because it's not, you know. Um, especially electronics and things like that. We know how they can malfunction. Yeah. Uh, so. And I like how you mentioned about the leash. How you you at it, it was at the time was it was it basically new like. It had been around for a little bit, okay. but but it wasn't really mainstream because okay. I think a lot of people felt it was a little perhaps cruel or, you know, yeah. it didn't look right. That's that's what it didn't look right. You know? uh, somebody so. said that, like, uh, uh, being a parent, um, like, uh, 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 this comedian, he made a joke about, like, as my role as a father is a preventer like my kids are on 24 7 trying to commit suicide basically they're like and my job is simply just to i'm the the child proof and so when i think about that and yeah i'll admit i did see a child leash like oh wow that's cruel and stuff but i was young i I just thought Mm -hmm. that was funny because my parents never did that to me but now i realize no, I could have hurt myself. Like maybe, maybe I should have had it because I was a climber. Uh, I I just wanted to climb everything, and so uh, thank God I never got hurt. But uh, now that I see that, I, if I become a dad, it's like oh, it's not a little far fetched. I might want to get a leash. If- well, you know, talking about that, we get back to where as I was talking about being a child running through the cornfield. Um, the other thing we did 
a lot was when a new house was being built. Mm -hmm. We would go to the construction site and lob dirt clods, which oftentimes were full of rocks, at each other. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's insane! <laughs> but, you know, uh, I threw pine cones as a kid. So yeah, pine cones, and we we'd hit each other, and it would hurt. Yeah, but our parents were. It was back then. You know, mm -hmm. parents are still. My father, if I got out of line, I was across his knee, and he had a belt, and mm -hmm. he was whapping me on the butt. And um, the neighbor would just be over there saying, ah, that Denise kid did something again. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't anybody calling the police or anything like that. No. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not condoning that. But yeah. I'm saying that times have changed. And, you know, we can't go back and look at that and say that was awful. It was a form of discipline. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe sometimes you need a little bit of that to get the, the point across. Yeah. I was talking to Mrs. Denise about that, and and we were diving in, and I, I was saying there was this joke about, like, oh, I, I got whipped as a kid, so now I suffer from self-respect and discipline. And <laughs> and it's it's true. Like, and I was I was talking about how uh, uh, there were moments where, you know, like, and I'm pretty sure if you had this, where the, uh, uh, especially the son is more afraid of the father. So all the mom had to save that dad wasn't at home at the time. It was like, oh, just wait, wait till, till your, your dad gets yeah. home. Yeah. Wait till your dad gets <laughs> home. And I, when my mom would say that, I would shut up. I would stop doing what I was doing and behave. And, but, but it's, it's, uh, it's a degree. Like just, just like I think with law, like how if you do something like, shoplift you don't get like you know the death penalty or anything it's a it's a degree so as a child i remember for me like if i yelled at my parents you know they would kind of like yell back but then if i did something really really bad like shoplift and i got caught they would whip me and sure. and, and then it was like okay they, they have to to let me know like okay you, you that's wrong it's wrong they, you, you don't can't do it. don't do yeah. that and then like that fear, that's that's the worst thing as a kid was getting whipped. So you need that extreme level of like, okay, if I do this extreme bad, this extreme consequence will mm -hmm. happen. And I don't know. Like, I mean, again, I'm not saying like uh, that people should beat their kids. I'm just telling what I, what happened to me and obviously whoever I end up with, I would, you know, talk to them about it like. It's a real thing that needs to be on the table. Sure does. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, uh, parenting. There's several. Again, I'm not a parent, but I know that it's a team effort. You know, you're talking to you and the wife and say like, okay, how should we go about the worst cases scenarios? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Be judicious about it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you have to. You but there that. That uh, punishment component has to be there, yeah. in my opinion. You can't just let the child go unchecked. Otherwise, you'll you'll have, you know, the cats and dogs in the neighborhood start disappearing and things like that. And then you got to wonder, you know, what went wrong or yeah. who went wrong or what. Oh, man, that's a, that's, it's a real thing. <laughs> and that's going to happen. A... I bet no matter how well you raise a kid, there are some people that are just – it's gonna turn out that way. It's genetics, but uh, oh man, it's it, yeah, it's just just a scary thought. Like obviously, especially new parents are like, oh, it's not gonna be my kid. It's, it's a yeah. scary thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that took a dark turn, but I love it. <laughs> so, um, with uh, with the way you raised Junior and uh, you coming from a big Italian family, uh, uh, and and tradition is big in your family as well. Did you have that mindset where, all right, I'm going to raise Junior the way I was raised? The way I was raised was correct or, and the way I was raised was fine, but I'm going to improve on this and and pass it down? Basically, it was the way that I wanted to raise him. Yeah. Um, let me give you an example. You know, my educational background, I was an anthropologist. Yeah. So uh, I was raised a devout Catholic, okay, because my father was, and... Um, my mother was not, but the at the time the church required that they raise us Catholic mm -hmm. so that he wouldn't be excommunicated, my father. So I was raised a Catholic, but I was never a Catholic, okay? I went to a parochial school. 
And that was for the benefit of the education because I got a very good one mm-hmm. at the school that I went to. But uh, so religion to me is something I've looked at forward and backwards. Uh, I am a spiritual person, but it is it is my own spirituality. Yeah. Um, I will not force that on anybody. And so I did not indoctrinate my son to any prescribed religion. Uh, I don't believe that any religion that has a strong dogma has the answers. I think it's probably further afield than any other. Mm-hmm. So um, that is probably the only thing I did not really delve into and teach him. Now, I don't know if he's ever talked to you about any religious matters or beliefs or anything, but um, he never has with me and yeah. I never have with him. I've just always told him that's something you have to decide uh, for yourself. So, but you know, a lot of, a lot of parents today feel they have to, because if they firmly believe in their faith, it's important that their child do as well. Yeah. So, uh, I just don't hold that view. Other than that, um, everything that I've taught him, I thought was something he needed to know. Yeah. Or at least like, be no, fun like to know. The survival you know? skills and stuff like that. Like, yeah. you know, uh, uh, things that I mean, no offense to, you know, the like the religious community and stuff, but like things that you think he's going to more often use than not. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I I think, I mean, I hate to be like vague about it, but like, I, I think there's like a good and bad. There's a good, healthy way to raise a child, like to try to bring them on to your religion and tell them like, oh, why, why you follow it, why you believe it and why you think. You know, as a family, it's like, oh, you know, we should do it as a family. And then there's obviously the unhealthy way. But then again, like that's that's cop out. You could say that with like sports or anything like anything. Yeah, anything. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but I like your answer. I like that, uh, you know, it's especially because I do think especially with religion that, you know, it's it's a it's a very powerful thing. But I think it's more powerful because like I'm spiritual in that sense where. You know, but I had to find it for myself. I, if if somebody told me about it, I'm like, eh, whatever. I had to find that for myself. So I like that, you know, you have that for yourself, but you, you know, passing that down to your son, it's like, hey, you kind of have to find this. Well, for it's yourself. just a very personal thing because yeah. it's, it's nothing concrete. It's not something that yeah. you can you can say, look, here it is. You know, like the old throwback. Well, it's written that. You yeah. Know, that's <laughs> no, that doesn't doesn't hold water so um it's something that through personal experience they have to live through and experience and believe and trust or whatever um and so yeah i you know that's that's one thing we've stayed away from and uh that was a conscious effort that we did that but everything else we never the wife and i never really got together and decide what he was you know what we were going to do we would just take his interest and everything, well, you know, like his taekwondo interest, and nurture it and let him do it. I mean, he wanted to play baseball for a while, so he did, got bored with it. <laughs> and, you know, I understand that. I mean, I, I was the same way, uh, ac- athletic activities when yeah. I was younger. So um, that's all we did was just encourage whatever he, he wanted to as long as it uh, wasn't likely to kill him or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah absolutely so uh now that you're a, a grandfather too and now uh that your only son now has a daughter uh are you you know trying to reinforce some of the stuff like that maybe he he didn't you know kind of catch on being raised that it's like hey now that you're a father here's some like fatherly advice not just oh hey i'm your father and you're my son here's these things because i love you now it's no, here are these things. I'm talking to you not as my son, but right. as a father. These I are, do, yeah. I do give him some counsel, but whether he takes it up or not, that's yeah, it's on him. Yeah, that's only solely up to him. Uh, I'm not going to interfere with the way he reads as a child, uh, unless he gets stupid with it. <laughs> but, you know, I don't think it's eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a long way to go. Uh, you know, Junior, he's. He's well past worrying about right now. I mean, he's he's got a career going, and, yeah. and he's doing well. He's got a good family and everything. 
And so we don't worry about him anymore. We're more concerned about our retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do enjoy, enjoy the grandchild. Yeah. And he'll know what it's like when she gets older. And yeah. She becomes a, um, a teenager and starts dating. I mean, all we ever had was just one dick to worry about. <laughs> he's going to have a bunch of them to worry about. So, uh, oh, he's going to have to be prepared for it. It's all I can say. Yeah. And I don't know, raising a girl, I don't know how different that is. Yeah, you had a son, be, so. But um, I think it's either or. Yeah. yeah uh, I was joking with Alyssa uh, when I was interviewing her about how she had a talk with Michael saying, hey, now when when she was pregnant uh and saying that oh when olivia comes to this world your life's going to change and all that stuff you're not going to be playing video games as much and she jokes saying that no nah, he still has his regular life like because olivia's so chill she's just you know well behaved in her little you know like mobile or whatever but it does change dj it does I mean, change you can't you can't deny it because you start seeing how you are willing to give up all kinds of things mm-hmm. that you just found fun or you just enjoyed or uh, one thing or another uh, for the sake of the child. You would look at it and say, I don't need that. You know, the little baby needs a stupid little rattle or something like that. <laughs> you know, so um, it it does have an effect. It does change you dramatically. Yeah. At least did me. So. So with that being said, uh, and and how uh, you talked about earlier that uh, you and the missus, uh, you guys had uh, Michael in your thirties, mm-hmm. a little bit later. Uh, when so when did you know you guys wanted to be parents? Was there a moment in your life it, that you were just like, ah, ah, you know, kids are fine, but I don't think I'm going to be a dad. But then that moment hit you where you know you looked at your wife and said. Yeah, let's let's have a kid. There was there was a time that we were um, we were discussing the future, and we looked at at our situation financially, mm-hmm. and we were in pretty good shape. And um, we were moving to Columbus, Georgia, and we were, we were looking at a house and everything. And we realized that uh, at our age, it was about time to do it. We could financially afford to do it. Um, Everything was pretty stable. And if we were going to have a child, we need to do it now because, uh, you know, I'm 65 right now and I've just now got a granddaughter. It's not even a year old. So um, I didn't want to be the guy that was 85 (laughs) and have, you know, a a 25-year-old kid or something (laughs) like that where I couldn't couldn't do anything. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of decided, well, if we're going to have a child, we need to have it now. What we can afford it while we're comfortable with life, each other, and everything else in our future. And uh, so that was it. Uh, I couldn't tell you what year that was. I yeah. guess it was, uh, had to be 90, 91. Yeah. So 1991. That was the year my brother was born. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I, I'll, the reason why I say that too is because, um, like, I'm, I'm 28 now, and for the longest time, I didn't want kids. Uh, and I, and obviously I heard that whole thing where people were like, Oh, you say that now. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure. And I I was very consistent up until honestly, there were a, a lot of factors that changed my mind, but one of the biggest factors was COVID like that initial lockdown. And I, I'm an extrovert. Like I like hanging out with people, mm-hmm. I like going out and all that stuff and being stuck inside in the, very beginning of it and it was just miserable uh and then like loneliness just you know kind of hit and i would go on social media and i would see you know families that were affected and they all said the same thing none of them knew each other but they were like you know thank god i have my family and stuff right and a part of me was like that's what i'm missing like and and there's other factors too but that made me realize like yeah i want that i want a team and yeah, and so slowly and surely, not overnight, but then I realized, okay, yeah, I, I think I want to be a dad. But for the longest time, I didn't want to be because this somebody told me this and it, it just scared the shit out of me was, um, oh, uh, whether you like it or not, 
whether good and bad, your kid is going to view the world the way you uh, raise him or her, something like that. And uh, I was a part of it. And then they said, like, a, a parent is the ultimate teacher. And it absolutely. Just, yeah. And it just it's it scared me because also because I didn't think of myself as a teacher or anything. And, and granted, I was young, but I started thinking about that. I was like, man, you know, who am I to, you know, teach somebody uh, like right and wrong? And then obviously when you're in that mindset, you think about all the bad stuff you've done. So you're like, oh, who am I to raise them? And so, like, again, I was young and I was just stupid and it just <laughs> snowballed into before COVID, just going like, no, you know what? Kids are great. I'll, I'll be that great uncle, but I, I don't want to have a kid. But now I'm like, nah, screw that. I want I want a kid. Well, that's good, man. That's a good thing. I mean, uh, you know, because family is everything. Yeah. And uh, you get to be my age, and the only ones that are left are the ones in my generation, in my family. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the younger generation. But all... Our parents are gone on both sides of our family. Um, our uncles are all gone. Uh, my brothers and sister will probably be gone pretty soon, and I will be. Yeah. So, uh, you know, family's what you got, and yeah. the family that you're that's carrying on, carrying your mantle, so to speak, uh, that's a joy. It's a joy to see that you've been a part of it too. Yeah, that you've raised it. And, some part of DJ is going to carry on there because, you know, you did that. You did have a job. Yeah. Man, it's it, it, it was a real thing that scared me. But now, yeah, I see it as a challenge and uh, one that like that the more I think about it, the more excited I get. Because even though like uh, I made the decision to go back to school and to start this podcast. Yeah, like, you know, they give me joy. But then when I'm thinking about like. Oh, I would like to be a dad, but in order to be a dad, you got to meet the one. In order to meet the one, you got to be the best individual yourself. So you got to work on yourself, and then also, if you want to be a good dad, again, you you still have to work on yourself. And yeah, I, I mean, I could go on and on, but overall, the more you think about it, the more you want that, the more you have to work on yourself and realize that all right, I'm flawed. I need to be better. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, okay, I do need to go to school. I do need to get a better job. I do need to be a better individual. Well, it's good. You're preparing yourself. You're yeah. Preparing for that eventuality and preparing yourself in a way you think you need to. And that's what's important. I mean, um, you want to go into it and you want to be comfortable going into it. So, yeah, first you got to find somebody that wants to have your kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hardest part, but slightly easier now with dating apps. <laughs> Jeez, man, I'll tell you what, buddy. I am glad I don't have to go. I couldn't do that. My I old roommate. the old way. You just go out to a bar and you look around and, you know, buy I feel like a people drink are still or doing something. That. But um, I couldn't. That computer stuff, no way. No. I mean, I, now they have Tinder where it's like, oh, you look at her, you picture, let's meet. No. Eh. Nah. Yeah. And no, my old roommate was talking about that and uh he, he would do the dating app and I would poke fun and I, and he was just like, Man, dating is just freaking hard nowadays and I'm like, Yeah at the time I was dating somebody, so I was like, Oh, hopefully I don't have to go through that again and I'm like, ha ah, now I'm laughing. <laughs> um so we kinda talked about it a little bit, but uh so if you had to like simplify it, but give a long answer if you can, it doesn't matter. Uh, what's, what's the role of a father? Like, I know it's like kind of generic, but it's like, you know, something standard issue where, all right, listen, you're going to raise your kid however you want to raise, but the role of the father is blank. That's difficult because it, it yeah. all comes down to the culture. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because they vary, they vary so much. Even, even our Western civilized culture is what we call American culture, if you will, is full of subcultures. So that differs. Um, I think what it comes down to is that uh, male or female, the child, is to be taught or shown a particular role that needs to be filled to get along in the society. 
to become a part of that society. Um, and if it's a male, usually the father would show uh, show them how to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see this in cultures, uh, you know, rites of passage. When a, a boy reaches puberty or whatever, um, they do all kinds of crazy things, and I won't get into it now. <laughs> Some of them are a little disturbing, but i give an example in our culture because mm-hmm. um, when I was at University of Alabama, I grew up in Ohio, so mm-hmm. I tr- transplanted to the South. Now, this was in 79, 1979. And a curious thing um, that I didn't know existed, but when children, especially males, when they would hunt and shoot their first buck, it was celebrated. And it was celebrated in the newspaper. Oh, really? Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa, Picayune, or whatever it was called. But, um, yeah, they would have a three- or four-page fold-out of kids, about seven, eight, nine years old, that killed their first buck. And it would show them sitting there holding the the horns of the deer with yeah. their rifle and a big smile on their face yeah. and their dad right behind them. And that was a celebration. That was to show that the kid basically passed muster and became a man. And... Um, 1979 wasn't that, that long ago. And I'm sure it wasn't uh, peculiar just Alabama. I'm sure there are a lot of a lot of places in the South in particular, but probably up north too, where hunting was exactly that. It was a sign to show that you were ready to the task, mm-hmm. bring meat to the table and things like that. And that's your tradition. Mm-hmm. Now, you didn't have to. I mean, you didn't have to go out and kill the deer to feed the family. Yeah. But that was the idea. That was your role, especially mm-hmm. as a male. Females, same thing. Provide with the family with food, et cetera, et cetera. Um, have children, things like that. Now, these things, I know in our modern society, might not sound politically correct. Yeah, who cares? But that's My nuts. show is not going to be that's, politically that's correct. crazy. You yeah. know? So uh, it is what it is. And so I, I think that's the role of the parent. There is a, and, and that's pretty universal. Too, it's uh to teach the kid what they need to do to survive, because in a lot of other cultures too, the family stays together. It becomes an extended family. The children don't run off and get married and have other children somewhere else in the country for the most part. Mm-hmm. Of course, um, you know they usually stay around and work with the with the elders, so. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think it's a basic, basic function of a parent. In our society, it's twisted around a little bit because of what we are, the sophistication, the civilization. Um, it's getting weirder every day, but the nurturing of the child and all of this and that, uh, educating them, um, it's a lot more complicated. And I, I'm not sure that it's... Uh, it's not something that parents, I'm not sure our society wants them to do it, mm. which is really that, getting scary. Yeah. Know? Well, the government starts saying, well, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy. Yeah, but you know what ahead. I'm talking about? The government starts saying, no, it's okay. We'll raise your kids. Yeah. You no. I don't think so. No, it, it's funny because the more I think about that, uh, the more um, uh, I, I, I really do see it where how family is so important. So I'll give it like a really small example is that uh, I have several friends and there's nothing wrong per se with, you know, daycares and stuff. I, I understand, but you know, it, I see how important it is to have, you know, your extended family, like you said, uh, uh, especially, you know, with Michael being a new dad mm-hmm. and you guys uh, uh, being able to take care of Olivia every now and then that they don't have to worry about something as like daycare. Absolutely. And buddy, believe me, that scares me. Is yeah. Thinking about daycare and, because and, of the the issues that we have with, well, people. Yeah, no, exactly. And, uh, to put your small child in, you know. In the care in of that. somebody else. And, and, and we're not even talking about money at this point. Uh-huh. Like daycare is expensive. I have a good friend of mine. She tells me all the time, like, oh, I have to pay like $300 a week. And I'm like, don't you mean a month? She was like, no, a week. And I'm like, that's, that's $1,200 a month. Like, oh no. 
And so I see just from the finance financial part of it, we're not even talking about the social part about it because right. like, especially whether like say you're a religious family and the person taking care is an atheist versus uh, and flip flop around, say you're an atheist and the person taking care is religious and you're like anti both sides, whatever. Like you just, you don't want your kid being raised by somebody that you don't agree with. Right. Kind of. Yeah. So it's, it's weird. And, and it's and it's a scary thing and it's a real thing and so I, I I think you hit the nail on the head with that um uh and also uh, going back to the uh, how it used to be celebrated uh what was it Ohio or Alabama with Alabama, the, Alabama. Yeah. um so uh when I think about stuff like that I I don't I I mean, I don't know if that's still a thing in Alabama, but I don't, we're here in Georgia. I don't even know. I've never heard of that. Like, oh, hey, it'd be on the local newspaper. We we don't even do stuff like that nowadays. Keep in mind, now, that was some time back, but but you're right. That, that's I mean, true. I was surprised when I saw it. And yeah, it was back then. So. Like, uh, um, I mean, there's so many jokes about it that comedians make about how, you know, the mother's appreciated more than the father. And stuff, but yeah, you don't even hear about things like that where, you know, this like, I don't know, bonding activity where you, rite of passage kind of stuff, right. and how, and and I'm not even talking about like necessarily hunting. That's just one example. But I I have a friend uh, uh, growing up with him. He would talk about. Uh, I mean, they they didn't hunt, but his dad was a mechanic, and he taught uh, my buddy all about a car and they would fix it up. And now he's proud of that. He knows like, Oh, I never have to take my car somewhere to get an oil change. I I, I do that myself. And I think about these little trinkets that, you know, are passed down and, and things like that, a rite of passage. And, but like how, you know, he, he's proud to have that skill, but you know, you don't hear about it in a local newspaper. It's not celebrated anymore, and not that it needs to be. But at the same time, you could tell that there's some pride in that. Mm-hmm. That I feel like it's missing from the world. That if basically what I'm trying to get at is, if we had something like that, I think more people would be excited to be a father, and and you would cut down stuff like you know single mother rate about like, oh man, yeah, I I, w- I want to pass that down to my kid and. Be a good role model. I don't know. I could go on and on, but yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I th- when you said that, like, oh, local newspaper, I'm like, that's a thing. That sounds awesome. It it was. It was interesting. Uh, and you could see it in the kids' faces too. It wasn't the fathers. Yeah. I mean, man, they'd be smiling, holding up a dead deer. You know, it, it was pretty cool. And and it's uh um, it's it's like the more I think about it, the more I'm, I'm glad I'm here. And I mean, I never done any of hunting and stuff uh, as a young person. And and I did fish a little bit, but I'm so excited about these outdoor activities that if I have a kid, I want to be, you know, healthy enough to be able to do all that stuff. And I can see the importance of it too, you know, especially going back to, you know, getting away from technology and, and all that stuff. Now, I don't know how to read a compass or a map, but now knowing that flaw, I'm like, okay, I want to, I want to learn so I can pass that down too. But, uh, yeah, like I, I want to do, you know, these outdoor activities like hunting and fishing and because I, not only is it cool, but I see the importance of it as well. Yeah. Well, and it's even more enjoyable when you get a little you Mm -hmm. and they enjoy it as well. Exactly. Yeah. It's a bond. Watching them enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Learn the skills and everything. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of satisfaction you get from it. So, yeah. So, uh, with that, uh, my next question. Uh, so how, because you mentioned this a little bit earlier. So, how should a father go about, you know, bonding with their child? Now, uh, you, you, you didn't push anything on Michael. You just wanted to, you know, uh, encourage like, him. encourage him, yeah, and stuff like that. So, uh, like he did taekwondo and stuff like that, and uh, but. Uh, how, how, so how, 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 sh- I'm just repeating myself. How should a father go about bonding with their child? Uh, I don't think it's something that you should have to discern 
completely that you that you have to give it a lot of thought about what you're doing. Um, I think it's something that really becomes kind of natural. If you have an interest in something, encourage your child to have that interest as well. If mm -hmm. they don't, they don't. But if they do, there's certain satisfaction gained from doing the activity together. And um, that is the bonding in and of itself. Yeah. You know, because they'll spend time with you, they'll learn skills, especially if they're enjoying what they're doing. So like fishing, for instance. I mean, you know, um, that can be really boring. But if you go out and have a good time, you're enjoying it, and you've got your child, and you're showing them how to do it, they can enjoy it. So that's that's simple bonding. And just trying to set the best example that you can for them. You know, don't do stupid stuff. Don't try to, uh, if you're driving, don't don't try to drive around in traffic and make a goof of yourself mm -hmm. where you're going to kill somebody or yourself or the child. But... Um, Bonding, uh, you know, it, it, it's something that I think if you just spend enough time with the child, will occur regardless. It's not something you have to think about. Yeah. In my opinion. I mean, is there anything like uh, specifically where, you know, once, you know, Michael's at that age where, all right, let's try to get him into sports and stuff. Like, how did you guys find Taekwondo slash like, oh, we try to do baseball but he didn't enjoy it he so. did he found it um he was in i don't know if they call t-ball or whatever mm -hmm. and then then he went on to the the little league thing but he was he was losing interest in it and uh my wife and and he were going somewhere i think she was taking him hey real quick you might put in the microphone closer oh. to you no, you can pull it towards you oh um, yeah, there you go. They were going somewhere, and I'm not sure exactly where it was, but they went by a Taekwondo school, mm -hmm. and he saw it, and he told her, he says, I think I'd like to try that, and that was it. So we talked about it, and she goes, well, I think he might like it because he's getting tired of baseball. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we enrolled him, and then several years later, he's a, a – fourth to fifth degree black belt yeah so you yeah. know uh he, it was something he just got into and we encouraged it after we saw how how much he enjoyed it yeah and everything and uh how much he put his heart into it and we just encouraged it so nice. um but it was all always up to him he was the yeah. one that would initiate and riding a bicycle do you realize that that kid never rode a bicycle until we moved here in Ackworth. And I, oh, really? Yeah. And he was eight, nine years old. And um, he just, he he got cowed into it because the neighborhood kids were kind of laughing at him because he <laughs> wouldn't ride a bicycle. Yeah. So we got him a bicycle. We took the training wheels off it and said, well, go ahead and try it. You know, I didn't put him on it and, and do that deal, like throw him in the pool and learn to swim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he got on it, and within two days, he was zipping around the neighborhood on that bicycle. Nice. All the way up to that time, he'd been afraid because he was afraid he was going to fall over and skin his knee or something. Mm -hmm. So um, when he set his mind to doing something, we just encouraged it, and that was it. Yeah. yeah. I started riding bike early because my dad's a cyclist, and so that was that was a bonding thing that he tried to instill – to me, my brother growing up, I think I was five years old. I can't remember. Uh, like he was, he was just so excited when he got. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know your dad did all that. Oh yeah, he he's a crazy cyclist. Uh, there's this organization called Brag Bike Ride Across Georgia, uh, where um, it's it's a week long, and it's it's like from city to city that you're traveling and. Uh, on average, each city is like 40 miles. So he's riding his bike for 40 miles a day. Wow. And sometimes even more, sometimes less, but it's on average like 40 miles. And at the end, they'll give you a keychain uh, totaling all the miles you did. And it's it's crazy. And so, no, my my dad loves cyclists. Uh, uh, he loves watching um, Tour de France and all that stuff. So he was super excited when he got 
uh, my brother and I uh, bicycles. And they got really sad when we were just like, uh, it's not our thing. But now I'm getting back into it. And, and uh, yeah. But, no, he's, he still rides into his age. He's in great shape for a guy at his, his age. And, but, yeah, I could see that. Uh, uh, so, he, you know, you didn't uh, uh, push Michael into Taekwondo. Like, you weren't a martial artist. No. And stuff. Mm. So, and then my dad, being a cyclist, he tried to, like, not try to get us to be professional cyclists, but he wanted us to enjoy it as a hobby. And we did for, as a kid, like whatever normal age it is for a kid to enjoy it. And up until like, I don't know, sometime in middle school, high school, and then we stopped. Uh, But yeah, like I, I could see the important. So you, you didn't have like a kind of like a list what he was doing T-ball that, all right, that fails. We got to get him into no. this sport. Oh, no, no. <laughs> See, my brother, he loves baseball, so he he already has it in his head that when he has a kid, he's going to try to get him into baseball, but he did say, like, he has to like a sport, and he, he's going to try for baseball, but if he doesn't do baseball, then he'll try to do something else like football. Or, right. He has a list True. kind of thing, mm-hmm. so you didn't have that kind of thing. <laughs> no, no. But you lucked out. That's awesome. Yeah, we did. Well, I mean, you know, he... He's going to do what he wanted to do. He mm-hmm. was tiring of baseball, and it showed when he played baseball. So there was no point in keeping him in it if he didn't want to be in it. Yeah. And uh, he decided he wanted to do taekwondo, and, uh, man, he went at that and really did well. So, uh, What did you do when you were growing up? Athletically? Yeah. Is that? Um, I played my first year in – High school, I actually played football. Nice. And it wasn't because I wanted to. Oh, really? Because I didn't want to. I didn't didn't know anything about football. All of the kids, most of the kids on the football team had gone to parochial grade schools. Mm -hmm. And they knew each other. And they had played on the football teams, the the little teams, together. And... um, I had not. I'd been in a public school system, and I did not play football up to that point. But my father says, well, son, you, you got to get involved in something. You know, you got to be a man. You know, that, that mentality. <laughs> Try football, okay? I I played football for one year, my freshman year. I hated it. I oh, mean, no. I didn't, know, I didn't know any of the plays and everything, and I was mm-hmm. kind of – nobody knew who I was. They really didn't care. Um I did make a touchdown once. I mean, hey. about a five-yard touchdown, but uh, but you still didn't like yeah, football. But I didn't like it, and <clears throat> excuse me, I did enjoy running because when I was in uh, grade school, I did some track running, the half-mile distance running, and so I decided, well, in lieu of football, I'll run cross country, and so I did, and that was it. That was that was my thing. Was there you go, distance running. And then when I got into track, and then I did wrestling during the interim because I didn't play basketball. I was too short anyway. But <laughs> um, so those are, it was mostly running. And I kept that up all the way through college the 10Ks, the marathons. Nice. And uh, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was later on that I got into the kayaking, all that, that. I tried to get Junior interested in, he didn't. He didn't really care about it. Dude, kayaking is so underrated. Like, ah, oh, I love kayaking. It's a lot of fun, man. It is, you know, especially if you're into the water sports, getting out on the lake. And oh that. man, I've never it even was... done it as a sport, but I, I'll I'll be down to do it. But oh, there's just something so peaceful about it kayaking. Is. It really man. is. Oh, it is. Uh, I remember the first time I saw a kayak. It, it's when uh, we were living here in Georgia, and just one day forgot where we were going but we were just driving i'm just looking outside the window and then i see a kayak for the first time in my life i didn't know what this thing was but i just see this guy by himself just in the water like in the open lake and as a kid i I think it's huge and i'm just like what is this magical thing like he's by himself no one around him and he's just paddling along i'm like that is the coolest thing ever it is it's a peaceful serene oh it was so peaceful and then one time uh it we got the group. It was Mike, Zach, my brother, and I. And we all got four kayaks. It was uh, Zach's family. We 
all got ki- our own kayaks, went out to the lake, and we just had a really grand time. And it was it was it was so fun. It, again, peaceful. It's just mm-hmm. like the, it's so underrated. People don't think about that. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's fun sport. It really is relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I want to do that as a sport. I'd probably be bad at it, but I want to do it. <laughs> well, we got plenty of them. We've got we've got three of them in the garage. Nice. Canoe, so oh man, I'll, if you ever I'll, want to use them, just you know. Oh, I'll I'll take you up on that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because you're uh, close enough to the lake. Uh, yeah, so. it's right there. <laughs> oh man. So um, no, we we. Almost did an hour, and um, so that was that was really awesome. Uh, so uh, last question, and and yeah, if you wanted to add anything more to uh, so we kind of touched on this, but uh, what advice would you give to any young men and women that are about to you know be parents and stuff, right? You know, right before, what advice would you probably give? Oops. <laughs> it's all good. Let me turn that off. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries. <clears throat> Advice about having a child or raising one or... Uh... Yeah, all, all the above. Um, Like if, if, if some... Besides besides Junior, if somebody were to come up to you, you know, man and, or woman, hey, Mr. Denise, uh, thinking about having a kid, we haven't had it, have one yet, but, you know... What advice would you give me? Be sure that you're ready to to give a full time commitment to to the child's well being, because it's a lot of work. I mean, feeding, changing the diapers, clothing, everything. Uh, it's a big sacrifice, but of course, I mean, it's the natural course of things. Mm-hmm. That's what we're meant to do. It's procreate. So, um, so be sure that you're you're really ready to do it and that you're committed to do it after that it's a matter of just playing it by ear i mean unless you're a complete idiot or a psychopath (laughs) uh, you shouldn't have any problem because you simply do what you think is right and what would be best for the well-being of the child yeah both socially and physiologically um that's about it i mean it's going to vary from person to person so Oh well, well. Speaking of that, this just popped into my head because uh, I was asking the moms this, uh, and 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 you're a very old school traditional guy, uh, which I love. How do you feel about parenting books, like those, like baby raising books and stuff like that? Well, I didn't read them, but my wife did. Yeah, and she gleaned some uh, good information out of them about basic things, but I don't know that I would. You can always do that, take everything to heart, because uh, every once in a while, the situation will arise where it's not in there. Mm-hmm. And then you have to wonder, well, what do I do now? But, um, yeah, I, I see him as a good reference, as a guide. Yeah. Yeah. Geez. Did your uh, uh, brothers or sisters have any kids, like, uh, or were you the only one? That had children? Mm-hmm. No, no, they they all had children before I did. Okay. Yeah. Are you the baby in the family? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. it's not the same. Well, actually, my my brother, um, I've got a younger brother and a sister, younger sister. Okay. But they all had children before before I ever got married. So (laughs) all of them did. So, you know, uh, I was was the last one to go that route and everything. Okay. So, like, did did you ever have uh, uh, where... You know, as you're raising junior, that you would go to them for any questions. It's like, hey, you no, father. actually, I never did. Never. No, did. really. Uh, you were just cocky, like, ah, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I saw the way their kids were turning. Out. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I don't. I, I, you Trash know, time. Yeah, no. I, I didn't mean that. No. <laughs> um, but no, I. You know. Now that I never thought that. I never thought of doing that. Um, it just didn't seem like something that was, you know, I'm going to raise the kid the way I want to, and that's it. That's yeah. what it came down to, the way we want to, my wife and I. So I will say, like, uh, with that being said, and uh, 
do do you think in, in a way not, not not saying that raising a child is easy every, everybody's different and all that stuff but it, in a way do you think like uh just as long as you know you're committed to it and you know you have a good wife that in a way child raising is kind of easy it's like all right you know uh, be disciplined when you have to be di uh, disciplined and if the child is happy like that finding taekwondo to encourage that mm -hmm. like in a way do you think it's like going with the flow do you think in a way it's kind of easy just as long as you have a good team yes yeah, certainly it is yeah i mean because you have to depend on each other mm -hmm. to take pick up the slack where you can't so uh yeah i think i'm i am as you say old school in that yeah i do believe that a female figure and a male figure uh, female and male, it doesn't mean, you know, yeah. which doesn't mean the others won't work, but um, that, yeah, you have to have both sets of modeling mm -hmm. to um, to develop a, a well-rounded child, yeah, socially well-rounded child. Um, so, yeah, decisions are to be made by both both people that have a stake in the situation. And uh, I, I do think it, it's it's better to have two than one, than a single parent. Yeah. Uh, that's not to say single parent can't raise a child. No. By no means. And can't raise It just raise makes it a little well. tougher, sure. Yeah, yeah, it does. But... Uh, I have several, several uh, single parent friends, and th they've told me, yeah, like, I could see why it's important to have set figure in the household and stuff and i mean in a way it's a common sense thing but at the same time you know i guess you know some people just don't really think about that but i don't know well it's as a species that's the way we're wired uh, we aren't certain forms of, of birds or reptiles that once we have offspring we're done or once we fertilize an egg we're done mm -hmm. um some guys do but i mean that's yeah, <laughs> that's not here or there. yeah but it generally as a species uh you know we're we're kind of that's basically required mm -hmm. it is so um because we are such a social animal it's very important but i i think it's better for a child i do believe that oh yeah for sure so no, I mean, hey, I, I think you put it well. And I, uh, for anybody who does listen to this, it's not to say that, you know, new school stuff can't work and that old school is always, but it, it set the foundation, you know, for things like new school and stuff. But I, I don't think, I don't think, you know, there's anything wrong with the uh, traditional sense, like, because it has to start from somewhere and... And again, going even as sim something as simple as technology, you know, you don't you don't have to think about it. You don't have to rely on it too much. Besides getting a baby monitor, but you know, being there for the child, having a good team, mm -hmm. just I think from uh, hearing from all the mothers talking about it, and now I'm getting the father's perspective. I'm kind of getting that sense, like yeah, it's it's not so much about what you have; it's about who do you have around and having a good team? So yeah, unless you want to add to anything. No, I think you, you covered quite a bit there, buddy. I covered, you covered it. it was, <laughs> this was you teaching me stuff. Well, uh, Mr. Denise, thank you so much. Well, you're uh, welcome. It's been a pleasure. DJ. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, before you, me. yeah. Uh, so before you go though, uh, so it's not father's day, but happy father's day. Thank you. My pleasure. And so I got you something. It's not much. <laughs> Man, rad dad, cool. Dude. Yeah, because you are a rad dad. Again, you were like a second dad to me, so I really appreciate. Well, thank you, yeah, man. man. No, you've taught me a lot, and yeah, no, thank you so much. And we're, we're glad you, uh, you're friends with Junior. We yeah, really work because we enjoy you guys. I mean, you guys have been uh, just good kids, good kids, and you've been good with him. Teaching yeah, he's been right good to me. So staying I mean, out of trouble. Yeah, not like the crew I ran with. <laughs> but uh, you know, so um, we've really appreciated you. Dear. I appreciate you. So. Well, that's it. Uh, thank you guys so much. See ya.